Okay, well, let's bring the situation then back to the SADC region where uh, the Southern Africa Resource Watch has released a report into the impact of COVID-19. They're looking at the kind of impact that this has had on the mining industry, in particular mining communities. Uh, Dr. Claude Kabemba is the Executive Director at the Southern Africa Resource Watch. Uh, Good morning, Dr. Kabemba. Good morning and thank you for having me. Let's talk about this report that you've launched and and some of the findings. So what has the impact of COVID-19 been on mining communities in our region? Look, the impact has been uh, devastating. Uh, These communities have uh, been left uh, to find their own ways to protect themselves against uh, this virus. Uh, which uh, is disrupting lives and livelihoods. These are remote communities uh, which survive on the day-to-day basis uh, through uh, uh, agriculture and the selling on the market. And all these lockdowns have uh, really uh, uh, ravaged and contributed to pushing these communities to the margin of uh, survival. And uh, mining mining companies, uh, have not really come to the party in a way that we have expected, despite the fact that they've provided here and there some uh, some uh, some support. But what we would have loved to see is uh, access to health facilities, uh, education for these communities, and uh, provision of some of the sanitizers and so on. And uh, this has not been happening at the scale that we have wanted. And uh, you will know that this is uh, communities where whose land uh, provide us with a big part of our wealth uh, across Southern Africa. 40 to 60% of Southern African budgets come from mining companies which um, uh, activities take place in these communities. Dr. Kabemba, I wanted to ask you perhaps to speak more specifically to some of the communities that you looked at in terms of your research and just how how much of the SADC region you were able to, to, to look at when you were conducting this research. Look, uh, what uh, we have done is to scale around uh, looking at communities that are around mining, mining companies. One is uh, we have looked at uh, the Rwashi communities in the Democratic Republic of Congo, where Chinese companies is extracting. Uh, we have looked at uh, uh, the Solwezi uh, 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 town, where First Quantum is extracting in Zambia. And uh, we have uh, looked at uh, uh, countries in, uh, in, uh, in Zimbabwe, where uh, uh, Zimplad is extracting. But uh, what we have done is not to go and uh, find how many people are affected. We've looked at the actions that mining companies have taken to support these communities during this period. 
they I, I, they also needs to be, I guess, a level of responsibility, shared responsibility between these mining companies, but also the governments of these countries, because it is those governments that effectively hold these companies to account over what it is that they are doing, and most importantly, what they're not doing. Um, what have you seen in terms of that relationship? Look, it's a responsibility of government uh, to provide services to the people, both urban and rural. And uh, mining companies just support some of government action through their corporate social responsibilities. But these social corporate social responsibilities are now becoming binding in some of the countries. And uh, also mining companies, when they sign their contract, they do take a responsibility to involve in mining communities. But these are different times uh, where we are facing a very devastating virus. And the way we know our government in SADC are facing serious constraints, both logistically and financially, to provide to most of their citizens in terms of uh, uh, safety against uh, the COVID-19. And uh, what we've been calling upon is for mining companies to come to the party at these very special times to support governments in, uh, in reaching out mostly to marginalized communities and um, uh, 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 including their own workers to ensure that they are protected uh, against COVID-19 and beyond COVID-19 and, and to ensure that when the vaccine is rolled out, uh, one is to ensure that um, most of our countries access the vaccines and the mining companies, which are the biggest uh, financial uh, structures in our countries who support government in accessing and, uh, and, uh, and paying for these vaccines, then also rolling out these vaccines when they're in country. But what we are really looking at is an equitable and self-distribution uh, of vaccines. We are afraid that these mining communities could be marginalized further uh, because of the competition to access this vaccine when they come into the country. There, there are several things that are coming out of what you're saying and, and you know, just a couple of questions on that. When it comes to the communities and the kind of relationships that you have, that they have with the mining companies, are you finding that these companies are, in fact, giving back to these communities even during this period of COVID-19? So they're creating some kind of buffer for, for communities to be able to get through. And how much of a responsibility would they be on these mining companies to actually make to get involved in the process of trying to ensure that there is equitable distribution of vaccines in these communities? Look, I think it's, an, it's a health problem, COVID-19. What we have looked at is companies that will put in place structures and institutions or uh, infrastructure to help these communities for, for testing uh, and uh, having uh, infrastructure for those who are infected to be properly quarantined. We have seen uh, companies that have uh, invested in these uh, facilities, but is the magnitude and the scale of this investment that is uh, quite worrying that it, it cannot uh, uh, reach all these uh, communities. So despite the fact that we've seen mining companies 
putting up infrastructure for testing and quarantine and mostly for their workers, the, the scale has not been sufficient to cover most of these vast mining communities. Uh, in terms of uh, the role that mining companies should, 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 should get involved in, in terms of uh, access, uh, purchasing, rolling out uh, COVID-19 vaccines, uh, we, when you look, let's take one of the most advanced and financially quite stable government in our region, which is South Africa. We are very concerned that even here, uh, the government might not have sufficient dose of vaccines uh, to distribute to everybody. We are seeing already competition at the global level to access the vaccine. And we predict that the competition locally will be even far bigger for we might have a very serious rural-urban divide and those wealth-off will have far better opportunities to access these vaccines. And we are saying mining companies uh, should be proactive uh, through their corporate social responsibility to, to intervene, to support government, uh, to ensure that, uh, one, there's a sufficient dose of vaccine that is uh, uh, because government are finding difficult financially to access the vaccine for everybody, uh, to contribute to support government financially, but also to ensure that uh, the areas where they extract these minerals are not left out, and it's within their responsibility to ensure that that vaccine reaches out most of these marginalized communities and poor communities, which uh, um, happen to be mostly uh, 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 mining communities. Uh, so, so this is uh, uh, we've seen already. Uh, the South African mining community have come on board, releasing a statement just after our statement that they are prepared to support government to roll out vaccines when it uh, it 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 it, 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 it arrives in the country. But what we are asking is for them to support financially government to ensure that we we build uh, sufficient funds to access and they have the capacity and they've got the resources to do mm. that. You know, it's it's one thing for you to call on mining companies to do that. Are governments reaching out to some of these big players that you've spoken about uh, and asking them for, for support in their initiatives? Look, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if governments, uh, I know uh, in across the SADC region, uh, in uh, Zambia, in the Democratic Republic of Congo, and in Zimbabwe, there has been a very strong call by government for mining companies to, to support uh, 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 the government COVID-19 effort. And we've seen mining companies on themselves really coming on board. But I think at this time where we know that uh, uh, COVID uh, uh, vaccines are the only way to break uh, the death that has been brought by this uh, virus, that uh, we need to... to Government through, uh, there are a relationship between government and mining companies. There are structures where government and mining companies meet. There are chamber of mines. I think there is a conversation that is going on, and uh, we we think that the government, uh, considering the constraint that uh, it has, will not be uh, 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 will, is active trying to to meet all the key stakeholders, not just mining companies, to ensure that we have got sufficient funds. To, to purchase this, uh, this vaccine and uh, roll them out to ensure that we meet each uh, citizen, especially the marginalized 
and uh, here we are mostly calling for mining communities to be to be included as uh, in the first group of of of, of people who receive these vaccines. Yeah, but you know, Kathy, uh, is that mm-hmm. mining com- mining communities? Why we are asking for that is that most of the pollution that mining companies uh, produce through these acti- mining activities. In some communities, they have really destroyed the immunity of these communities. Through uh, 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 we know there are communities which are, are suffering from uh, a number of people suffering from uh, TB, silicosis, uh, uh, and so forth and so on. And we think uh, because of this uh, uh, weakness in their immune system, uh, they, they might need to be prioritized uh, as far as accessing this vaccine is concerned. What what happens when uh, when and if the companies don't come on board as, as as much as you are saying? What do you think will be the consequence of that for some of these communities? No, look, I think uh, the consequence is that uh, we know our government across the board, including here, uh, will have difficulties really uh, in a, in a, in a timely manner, in a coordinated manner and uh, sufficient uh, uh, dose of vaccines to reach everyone. So we, we think that uh, mining companies uh, must have it's an opportunity for them to show their human face, uh, to go not just to look at the bottom line in terms of uh, their benefits, but here uh, just to to come out and uh, and protect the people from whom they extract the minerals. And uh, it's uh, a win-win relation because uh, these communities, that way they draw their workers, and their workers live in these communities. If uh, these communities are not protected, we are going to see an increase in infection among their workers, and the production will not increase. We'll have problems with production. So it's really a win-win situation for mining companies to ensure that uh, they don't see it as a benevolent, but uh, as an action that goes to secure their business and their investment. Dr. Claude Kabemba is the Executive Director at the Southern Africa Resource Watch, uh, giving us just a roundup of uh, what they've been watching in the region and as far as the impact of COVID-19 and the impact that, that it's had on mining communities and uh, the role that they believe mining communities, m- mining companies rather, could be playing in, in supporting some of the communities in which they operate. Yeah, a lot of it also comes to accountability, right? If these companies are not really being held accountable by the governments, you know, we saw it happen uh, with our own industry when COVID-19, you know, first hit us and uh, the mining sector was one of those that was declared essential and they were given the green light to operate. It was government officials that were going to these mines, inspecting them, making sure that, you know, they they are giving workers the relevant PPE, um, they're providing the necessary support even to, to to communities where they're operating. And I think, think some of these things don't happen um, without leadership because, 
a lot of mining companies are obviously in it to make money. You know, capitalism becomes the order of the day. So you can't leave them to their own devices and expect that out of the goodness of their hearts, um, this is something that they will do. Certainly, they might, they could well be mining companies that behave in that way. But um, if that was always the case, we wouldn't need some of the regulatory bodies. We wouldn't need some of the statutory bodies that make sure that everybody is in line and at least doing the very minimum when it comes to uh, some of the work that that extends beyond just um, the, the the mining itself that takes place.